you literally have to fall on your face or split a beam mm-hmm. or, you know, fall off a nine foot bar mm-hmm. a million times before you ever feel success. And I remember there being some amazing life lesson through that as a kid, having a coach be so encouraging to fall. I think that teaches a um, just a lot of like perseverance and yeah. that failure isn't a bad thing. I feel like we live in a society that preaches failure is terrible when mm. failure is necessary in order so to good. succeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Behind the Scenes Podcast. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Audrey. And on this podcast, we share the messy, honest, unfiltered, and not so curated parts of our life. Think of this podcast as a bunch of bloopers with some truth bombs sprinkled throughout. That's right. We're going to be taking you behind the scenes of our daily routines, our social media feeds, and what you may or may not have seen on TV. We're going to be talking relationships, family, faith, business, basically whatever we are learning about, fighting about, or laughing about lately. We're going to be sharing our daily life, our struggles, successes, and our roses and thorns from each week. And we don't want this podcast to just be about us. So we're also going to go behind the scenes with some of the people who inspire us the most. We hope this podcast feels like you're joining us for a campfire. Come hang out. super excited about this conversation that we are sharing with you guys today. They are some of our most highly requested guests to be on the show, so we're super excited to be chatting with them, and that is Sean and Andrew East. Sean Johnson, many of you, she really doesn't need an introduction, Olympic gold medalist. A lot of us grew up watching her and following her, and then Andrew- Which I like am blown away that that was 12 years ago. So long ago. I know. It seems Yeah, It just feels like it was- Anyways- Anyways, they are retired athletes now. Andrew was also in the NFL, but they have so much going on in their world right now. Have a baby daughter that's five months old. And we talk a lot about just parenting, life, quarantine, yeah. social media, kids in, in the, the limelight. Kids in the limelight. That was a great, a great chat. And I think that's... Jeremy's diet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we had a really great conversation with them. Super excited to be sharing it with you guys. So yeah. as always, if you guys have not left a review for the podcast, please take a second to do so. It really means a lot. We appreciate it. And if you share this episode on your social media, just take a screen grab of the episode, share it to your Instagram stories and tag Jeremy and myself and also tag behind the scenes podcast. We give away five Starbucks gift cards every week. Boom. All you got to do is share the episode. So All right. without further ado, let's do Here it. Here we go. Sean and Andrew East. Sean and Andrew East, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. So good. Good to meet you guys. Yeah, yeah. so good meeting you We're guys. We're very excited to talk to you guys and just... Lots of fun commonalities, I feel like, between the two of us. We have podcasts. We both had daughters first. Um, just kind of work in similar spaces. And and I know, Andrew, you just cut your hair off. And Jeremy, I don't know if you know this, but Jeremy had long hair, like curly long sure hair. For oh, my gosh. Since we were married until last year. Like really, really long. Oh, my gosh. And then he just, he cut it off when our daughter was like nine months old. Yeah. And so I'm curious. Do you, do you miss the long hair? 
You know what? I don't right now. I've I've grown out my hair like two or three times. Jeremy, I don't know if you ever did dreadlocks, but that was oh, uh that no. was something I, I we <laughs> shared hair products. We shared hair products. My hair <laughs> had a tendency to want to go in that direction anyway, because yeah. it was just ringletty. <laughs> Super curly. I had to like really tame it. Mine was a lot, a lot of work. Yours is straighter though, right, Andrew? Like kind of wavy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mine, mine doesn't sound as, as interesting as Jeremy's. Yeah. Mine was just Jeremy's was straight, like half but <laughs> no, it was, yeah. yeah, it was so much work. I'm, I'm, I don't miss it at all. I'm on your page, Andrew. Yeah. But <laughs> well, we're excited to have you guys on just chat about all the things parenting life and quarantine and marriage and working and just yeah i don't know life so yeah so what's life look like for you guys these days a lot different uh (laughs) as of five months ago with the uh with the little girl that came along and then uh, obviously the quarantine has been actually it's pretty good timing with a baby i feel like we've gotten pretty lucky and just gonna hang out with the little baby and this is a fun phase i feel like the first you know three or four months are really precious but Mm -hmm. for between like four and five months like now it's she's running around the house in a little scooter it's a blast we feel like human beings again yeah and we are just getting ready to start our social life back up again and then the quarantine hit yeah i do feel like it's a great time especially with a little kid just being quarantined at home and being able to hang out but totally chase around all day and take naps when we can is she crawling yet no, but I think she's close. Yeah. She's doing the, she like can get on all fours right now. She's doing like she, the like, plank. her belly off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which by the way, right before this podcast, I watched your guys' little handstand challenge of like. Oh gosh. The, I don't even, I don't Sean's understand. Insane. You guys are by far yeah. the strongest couple that we've ever had on our podcast. Like total <laughs> insanity. I can't it's, believe you guys It just always that, so. comes about, Andrew will show me a video. He's like, can you do this? You're and like, I was like, I don't know. And then it becomes this experiment. Of, without fail, you can do every single thing. Yeah, and you, you just to. had a baby. Like, no problem. Let me just do that real quick. Nice. Like, <laughs> it sounds like you guys need to recruit. You know, like uh, the fact that we're the the strongest couple. It's a pretty low <laughs> yeah. bar to set. You guys, you guys need to start hey. you know, working on that. <laughs> we don't. We don't really have. We haven't had a lot of like athletes yeah. or post athletes on the show. I think you guys might be. Maybe uh, the first athletes, I would whoop, say. Whoop. We've had, um, I don't know, yeah, that yeah. I can think of off the top of my head, but yeah. Yeah, same. Well, we're, well, we're honored. Yeah, Totally. Well, we're we are honored. honored too. Well, we wanted to ask you guys a fun question that's been a question that we've been asking each other a lot lately. Uh, just in light of everything that's going on, I feel like, I don't know if you guys feel this, but just there's been so much information out there. Like it's can feel overwhelming and just like too much to consume. And Jared and I, you know, like we have different social media feeds. We are we are reading different things, watching different things, consuming different information, having different conversations mm-hmm. with our friends. And even though we live together, we're in the same space, we work together and we're pretty used to that, which I'm assuming you guys probably are too. Yeah. But one thing that I've been asking Jeremy every night that's just been like a helpful thing for us to have like more meaningful conversations is what's something that you thought about today that you haven't told me? And I feel like it's just been a really great way to, cause you know, like stuff just swirls in your brain, but then you never really have the chance to talk about it. Like there's never like that good time to bring it up. 
And Mm -hmm. I don't know what your guys' relationship dynamic is, so I want to ask that too. But like for us, Jeremy's much more of an internal processor. So like if I don't ask him that question, he will just never tell me about all these deep, profound thoughts that he's having all day. Hey, they're not not profound. And (laughs) so I'm just curious. We wanted to just start off by asking you guys, like what's something that both of you have been thinking about a lot lately that you maybe haven't told each other yet? Um, actually, I don't know if this works for an answer, but I feel like we literally had a conversation yesterday that I said, I I had this like heavy thought on my mind and I've had it for a while and I've never shared it. And I told it to him and he's like, wow, I have actually been thinking the same thing. And it not to get like Debbie Downer, but (laughs) I went, I had to go to the grocery store yesterday and it's required to wear a mask and you're, you know, standing in line because they only let 20 people in and you're going just all these new protocols. And I told Andrew, I was like, I had this thought at the grocery store of, I wonder, I hope it's not the case, but I wonder if like five, 10 years down the road, I'm going to be telling our daughter, Mm. Oh, remember the good old days when we didn't have to wear a mask to the store. And it was just like, it was this weird feeling. And I told Andrew that and he's like, I actually had that same thought or I've had that thought before too. I don't know, Audrey, the way you phrased that, like what have I been thinking about a lot? My the first thing that came to my mind was was gummy bears. But, <laughs> what? Dude, that's not okay, you're speaking my love language right now. <laughs> this is funny because okay. that's literally are my Audrey's favorite, favorite candy. So we're on the same wavelength there. <laughs> the Harisba the or whatever, the little golden bag. Yes. Come on. And so, okay, the trick you some gummy bears. The trick is do you ever put them in the refrigerator? No, what? You're a no, psycho. No, because no, they no, get, like, lose all your teeth. <laughs> yes, because I love them a little bit hard, not frozen, but just a little bit hard because then you can kind of suck on them and make some last longer. Yeah. No. Yeah, oh, give it a go. No. Just try it. It's so good. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I'll like, try it, but I'm hesitant. My family grew up, we were all ski racers. And so like I used to always have a bag of gummy bears in my ski coat it was like the snack that we always had it was like a thing oh wow and so it's always just been like i don't know maybe it's the nostalgia the reason that i like it but (laughs) i feel like i've really realized how weak our snack game is in our household i'm just saying we don't like i look in the pantry and i'm like we got nothing we have every snack you could you could possibly imagine. I either have to spend 45 minutes cooking a meal. No. Or it's a it's a constant argument we get in. Who's the cook? Like, I need snacks. In your guys' relationship, do you guys both cook or is like what's the what's the meal dynamic there? Oh, we both cook. Yeah, we kind of split it up. I yeah. feel like we got a good little thing. Andrew does like all of the grilling, mm-hmm. usually prepares like the protein. Mm-hmm. Um and everything else. Yeah. She's got she's got a mean veggie game. Yeah. What about what about you guys? Well, Jeremy just recently started grilling. <laughs> yeah. I, I seriously haven't, hadn't cooked. I mean. Nothing more than scrambled eggs. In college, <laughs> I, I learned to cook a couple dishes. And then probably this year, I've, I've jumped into cooking uh, quite a bit. Once you add a second kid to the mix, it's like. Well, the grill really changed it up for us, I feel. Yeah. I feel like the grill and also once we had Bodie, it was like I couldn't take care of the newborn and the toddler and make meal like especially yeah. in those first like few months and Jared just like had to cook the meals well, and yeah and historically I've just not enjoyed it I really don't enjoy cooking but now it's like oh I can go out and mm-hmm. and head to the garage and throw something on the grill <laughs> like and a- accidentally fix something and next thing you know I get like 
I get my my 20 minutes, you know, and then I'm walking into the house looking like a hero. <laughs> Dude, literally, literally, it's like it's like my alone time. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to yeah. go out and hit the grill. Yeah, and it, it makes me mad because then there's something going on and I really want to like <laughs> switch positions and yeah. be like, babe, can you let him for a nap? But I'm like, crap, he's on the grill. I don't know how to grill. Yeah. Damn. Oh, yeah. Girl. Dude, same. I'm more, of an, I'm more of an introvert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm more of an introvert than Sean. And it's like, she, she always wants to have social interactions and I'm, no, I, I want like one to two hours <laughs> just by myself where I can just think about gummy bears mostly. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. But Dude, the, she's not into that. Yeah. <laughs> What's your, do you guys know like your Enneagram numbers or personality, like that kind of stuff? Are you into that? You guys do any of I that took stuff? It. Yeah, <laughs> we do. We've taken it, but but I don't. We remember. just can't remember what we. Yeah. What are you? So I'm I'm like the achiever and okay, I yeah. think the peacekeeper, whatever. Peacekeeper. And I'm the loyalist and. Yeah, this is how bad know. we are. Just, yeah, just, yeah. No, just, just curious. No, I just you're either like you're either like one of those people that's like hyped on it, or you're yeah. like, oh, I don't know, I took yeah. it once. Like, well, yeah, yeah. One thing that was interesting for us too is it, you know, maybe it's because of the whole, this whole quarantine thing. I don't know, but we had kind of a, I, I don't know if I want to call it a bad habit or if it was just the way we did things because of our work situation. But we would order, you know, Postmates. A lot, mm. like a lot, mm-hmm. too much. And now we cook a lot. Yeah. I would say. And that's probably helped me join cooking too. But I I also, you know, about maybe eight months ago, start started get just not eating as much meat. And I don't want to say vegetarian because that can like, you know, that can put me on the wrong path or anything. Oh, geez, but I got to go. Dude, <laughs> I really lowered. Well, here's the thing. Let me get, let me get this out. I lowered my meat intake, you know, and it was good and I felt fine or whatever. But now this whole grill game has got me just like totally re-obsessed with, uh, like it's a new hobby and I really want, I'm loving cooking meat, but just. I'm, I'm doing a 14 pound brisket. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm like, as we speak, I got to figure it out. No, no. That would be amazing. Oh, I'm eagerly awaiting the shipment of my brisket. What's the occasion? (laughs) Just cut. Nothing, Audrey. I love that. That's amazing. Quarantine. We actually found, so it was really cool. There's like a steakhouse out here. And just given everything going on, they obviously can't, you know, have people in the restaurant. So all of their like meat shipments that they get in, they're selling off. So you just like, it's like you go to the the butcher, but you just drive up, they fill your truck and you Drive off. How's That's being awesome. a vegan though, Jeremy? Hey, whoa, jumping, <laughs> jumping, be, it's like, <laughs> jumping Jer- some bridges it's like, there. Anytime Jared brings it up, I'm, t- I'm like in my inside, I'm thinking like, gosh, well, we're I coming across as those stereotypical listen, I, Portlanders that are hold like, on a second, vegan earthy, like, I do and we're not, we're really <laughs> not. Yeah, yeah we're exactly. Not. I get on these we're weird health crunchy, trips. Like, I'm probably the one person out of all of us three that that ha- didn't, am not a professional athlete in some sense. And well, because you you were collegiate, babe, and all Definitely that, and captain of her of her track team and whatnot. But wow. um, but uh, <laughs> anyways, I use diet as a way to like instill discipline. It's like I did intermittent fasting for like two years. Uh, did you guys were you guys ever into that? Two thousand eighteen and nineteen, I literally intermittent fasted pretty exclusively, and then the beginning of this year, first six months or whatever, <clears throat> well, end half of end of last year and beginning of this year, I've been on this like 
90% vegetarian train. And now I'm starting to get <laughs> off of it because I just set, got a grill. <laughs> and so, but and my yeah. point is I use diet as a, as a form of discipline because I feel like if you can be disciplined with what you eat, it translates for me in a lot of other areas that I'm not naturally yeah. disciplined. Whereas, you know, if you're an athlete, you know all about discipline. Yeah. It's good, babe. Hey, just a thought. I commend yeah. it. <laughs> I, I, I've been, uh, I've been really thinking about like w- when you're on a team and you have a coach, someone that inflicts or forces you to like have that discipline. Mm. Yeah. It's like so good. And then you, you leave the team <laughs> environment and you're like, you just feel lost. Yeah. Well, it's like, no, there's something so really yeah. positive about like inflicting self, um, not like self-harm. That's not what I'm saying, but like, no, totally. But preventing yourself yeah. from doing De- stuff. Delayed gratification. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Here's a thought. Delayed gratification's actually been talked about and proven by a lot of, um, well, a lot of people across all spectrums of study. But if a child can display or show self or delayed gratification, it's a really, really, really positive attribute. And as parents, like that really hit us hard when we remember we read that somewhere this year. And it was like, whoa, that makes total sense. Because if you can like delay gratification, you know, it means you're you're not going to eat too much or you're not going to, you know, even self-discipline, self-discipline, even talking about like sex before marriage and all like just all there's a whole spectrum of just delayed gratification. That's really, really positive. Hmm. Uh, And so we've been trying to work on that with Ember. (laughs) That's really good. This is uh, like self delayed gratification is is a, a value that we appreciate as well. I did hear, and I'm curious to, to you guys have to say about this. There is one, I think he won like a Nobel Prize economist when asked what's one piece of advice you would give to younger people. Hmm. His advice was actually spend more money and hmm. like don't don't delay all your gratification. And hmm. at first, I was like, I was uh, almost offended because it goes against everything I've yeah. ever learned as an athlete. But um, then I was thinking about it and it's like, okay, like there has to be some balance of, yeah, you know, totally. like you, you want to, if, if we're talking finances, like you don't want to just lock yourself in your outside of quarantine, of course, but right. you don't want to just lock yourself in your home and not go be social because your friends are eating at restaurants, et cetera. Like there has to be some balance of, Hey, like you're, you are working hard, assuming that you are working mm-hmm. hard enjoy that mm-hmm. to some extent. Yeah. I definitely, so, I would. I think like, especially when it comes to like, you know, they're the people that work now for the life later, but then like yeah. miss out on living the life now. And like, oh, yeah. yeah, I'd say like when it comes yeah. to that, like for Jared and I are very much, <laughs> we're both a little bit more fly by the seat of a, your pants. Well, I agree. <laughs> I agree though. I think it's a balance. And I think that's one reason why people fall on both sides so hard is because living in that organic gray area is way more difficult than like choosing, you know, Mm -hmm. a black or white to pursue. Hmm. And I think that goes, that bleeds into a lot of areas of life. Like so many people, you want to choose something that's easy to understand rather than try to learn the organic ebb and flow of, of, you know, where, where Mm -hmm. it's probably the healthiest to live. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's interesting. That's interesting. If I heard yeah. that, that would upset some of my neurons, you know. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. But I I agree when it comes to uh, raising a child for like yeah, yeah. delay gratification. Yeah, you know? when it comes but, to that. Totally. What for you guys like? 
you know, just with your backgrounds in especially athletics, are there like things that you guys learn from being professional athletes that are character traits that you want to pass on to Drew that like you see in each other maybe, or just, you know, for yourself, like that's really important to me. Um, I would say one of my favorite things, gymnastics that I want, want to teach you and come from gymnastics, I have been to gymnastics to learn, but I think athletics can teach it and really just any hobby for the most part. But something that was cool and unique to my sport was you literally have to fall on your face or split a beam mm. or, mm. you know, fall off a nine foot bar mm. a million times before you ever feel success. And mm. I remember there being some amazing life lesson through that as a kid, having a coach be so encouraging to fall. I think that teaches a, um, just a lot of like perseverance and yeah. that failure isn't a bad thing. I feel like we live in a society that preaches failure is terrible when mm. failure is necessary in order so to good. succeed. And I think, I think teaching a kid that is important. Hmm. So good. You say split a beam so casually, but I, that, ha <laughs> yeah. that almost happened to me one time. Like, fortunately, I caught my inner thigh instead mm. of just like right between Because he was the... doing something I told him Ugh. specifically not yeah. to do. And I will never, I mean, it was close to one of the worst moments of yeah. my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible, but you said it yeah. so casually. Yeah, yeah I, it's, it's kind of like what we were talking about. Like, um, just the, the denial of comfort, I feel like. The slogan that I always went by in my athletic career and had to stick to is, always make yourself comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. And it's like, you know, whether you, you wake up in cold shower or you wake up 45 minutes earlier to do a workout um, instead of sleeping in, like, it's just, I, I feel like I grow more when I force myself to do something that I kind of don't want to do, you know, or like put myself yeah, in uncomfortable totally. situations. Or when you challenge yourself. Yeah. When I challenge myself and I, like athletics, it's just, it's perpetually challenging you in mm -hmm, such yeah. a healthy way. Totally. Do you feel like you had to learn to challenge yourself in a different way than like when you left the team? Cause you know, going back to what you were saying before, like when the team's kind of challenging you, the coaches are challenging you. Like, do you feel like that was an interesting different shift once you left the team aspect? Uh, yeah. I don't know how your transition out of athletics was, but I feel like the further it's, it's this kind of unfortunate balance of like the further you get, into a sport, the harder it is to transition out of it and the longer that takes. Yeah. And so I don't know how long, how long would it take? Well, how long would you say it took you to transition out of sport? Still working on it. Yeah. So probably like what, yeah. six, seven years. It took yeah. me yeah. probably like wow. four years to like really feel comfortable. And it's like, you know, I, I got pretty chubby there, put on hmm. geez, 30 pounds and you just, you fall into this. Yeah. Oh, well, I've always been told what to do and then no one's telling me, so I'm not going to do that. And mm -hmm. then like, uh, I used to, to hate working out like when I first left football, but now it's, I realized that, okay, this is actually good for me and raising my daughter and being a dad, you know? Yeah, totally. I think that, I mean, I know yeah. that resonates with a lot of like my, so I only went to college, like through college, but now that you guys, I know that resonates. So with you, you both would say you've transitioned out of athletics, out of, out of your, your sport, right? Yeah. 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 But uh, Andrew, you mentioned to Sean six or seven years ago. It wasn't hasn't been that long, has it? Um, yeah. For Sean, it has. Yeah. yeah so I retired in 2012. Okay. Man. Um, 
a while ago. And I think for me, it was, it was really difficult for me to transition out just because I was still a kid. Mm. I mean, in 2012, that was, I was 19 years old yeah, and I kind of started the retirement of my sport around 2008, but my identity as a, as a kid was as a gymnast, which a lot of athletes fall into that world of losing all identity just to their sport. Mm -hmm. And I did, I gave everything to it. So when it was time to transition out, I had to start over. I didn't know who I was without that. And it was a six or seven year process of trying to figure out what I was comfortable doing when I wasn't titled a gymnast. That is so well, and that's probably really unique to gymnastics too, because you gra- you know, you graduate out of it, so to speak, y- at a younger age, and you're thrown into it on like was that a, tough- a really professional level at a yeah. way younger age than most athletes, right? Uh, it, yeah, I mean, it's very gymnastics is very unique with how young the girls are, and yeah. I think it it makes it better for the gymnast just because you are a kid just kind of playing around, but at an elite level. Mm-hmm. But it makes it harder in the long run because your standard is set so high at such a young age. It's so interesting. And being a yeah. normal human being after afterwards makes it more difficult. Interesting. I, 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 so did you guys meet? When did you guys meet then in this, in this process? I missed all of Sean's uh, performance days. We <laughs> met um, in 2012. Mm-hmm. My brother was an Olympic cyclist. He bumped into her at the London Olympics. She was like doing something with the Today Show. He was there um, support, like watching one of his friends do another race. And so he, he had somehow found out that she was looking at going to school at Vanderbilt, which is where I was playing football Mm -hmm. in college. And so he approached her and was like, Hey, you know, I got a brother at at Vandy. If you ever need a tour, he'll give you one. And uh, they know. He also tried just, point blank setting me up with you. Like you'd be perfect for my younger brother. Yeah. I was just going to yeah. ask, and you took him up on that, Sean? Just like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I did. I mean, wow. yes and no. Yes. Okay. No, 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 Was no, there no, stalking no. involved prior? I mean, like, <laughs> how did that? For sure. Okay, yes. okay. It took, what are you talking? <laughs> it took a year for that first date to come. come. So I, I started a Twitter account, like my first social media account because of Sean. Oh my God. But in the DMs, got to. And then <laughs> yeah. uh, got her number. We ended up meeting briefly once. And then it took me nine months to like earn the second time. Earn the tour at Bandy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when we kind of hit the ground running. Yeah. Cool. And then was it like we're diving in, we're dating from the get go? Or was there like. Yeah. I'm, I think it was literally after the first day in Nashville. It was like. We're dating. I invited her wow. to my brother's wedding. The same one that introduced us got yeah. married the next summer. So she, our, our third date was us attending his wedding, which Together. is pretty serious. Yeah. You know, you meet the whole family. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was I was uh, still playing football. I had two years left um, at Vanderbilt and she had just retired from from gymnastics. Mm-hmm. You were doing Dance with the Stars and oh, yeah, Celebrity right. Apprentice and all these different Oh, bro. The highlight maybe of my life was watching her on Whose Line Is, is It Anyway? Do you remember that show? Yeah. Yes. My favorite. I was like middle oh school. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. it so much. Anyway, you yeah. went on the show? Yeah, it was for, it was like a charity episode. Okay. Um, And I was a prop. Hilarious. <laughs> so I, did, I literally just stood there and 
I became props for them. What? <laughs> I so vaguely funny. remember that show. Oh, you know, yeah, that would have been not a thing that Jeremy no, that was. Jeremy didn't grow up watching TV at all. I <laughs> he grew up on TV, but show. not watching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, crazy. that was me. I definitely watched that in middle school. That's hilarious. So, you guys, did you guys both graduate Vanderbilt? No, just Andrew. Okay. And then did you go on to play after that? And- yeah. So, I uh, graduated in 2015. Signed with the Chiefs uh, okay. in free agency coming out of college. I thought I signed like a, a was five, four or five year deal with mm-hmm. them. Thought I was going to play 10 years with them. Got cut after three months. Wow. And then it started this whole journey of like, I got signed ultimately by eight different teams, cut nine times. Um, but it took me like five years to actually play in my first NFL game. And uh, it kind of, that's kind of how we started the whole YouTube and, yeah. and podcasting and digital yeah. media stuff is because I was sitting at home after I got cut from the Chiefs. I had three months and I, I was just bumming around, didn't know what to do. We were planning a wedding and I was like, you know what, let's, let's film this. Like my dad always did home videos. We never saw him. So I was like, let's film it and I'll put it on YouTube. <laughs> Dude. And so that kind of, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so that you got married in the middle of training and all that? So... Literally the morning after our wedding, 6 a.m., we jumped on a flight to move to Oakland so he could start training camp that morning or that day. Yeah. Yeah. With the Raiders. Wow. And then that was like, how long did you live there? We lived at the Hampton Inn (laughs) at the end of the Oakland airport (laughs) runway. Oh, Oh my gosh. On and off like two years. Yeah. Wild. Okay, tell me the highlight of that experience. Like, it honestly, it was amazing because looking back, just because you're newlyweds, you have no idea what's going on in life. Yep. And I was trying to be like the picture perfect wife. I went to Target and bought a little griddle and would cook, you know, meals and have them ready in our Hampton Inn. Um, hotel room at the end of the night because we were literally in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing. And it was just, it was this really unique time because he would get a couple days off. We would drive up to Napa Valley. We would drive down Hmm. to San Francisco. It it was fun. It just was, it was insane. That's, that's really cool to hear because I feel like we kind of have a similar experience when we moved Yeah, like beautiful moments and like the hard first year. Well, like you know? the hard, arguably the hardest season of our life. Yeah, was mm-hmm. the was first year the of most marriage. was like so fun, and we look back on it, it was such joy. Yeah. It was when we because we both we moved to literally West Hollywood, mm-hmm. it, totally out of our element, out of our zone. Everything was expensive yeah. and hard, and her job was awful, and we barely saw each <laughs> other. And I wasn't getting too much work, and it was just a grind, and we barely saw each other. And then it was in that that experience we decided to do everything we're doing now mm-hmm. but it was kind of like like what you guys are saying like we would like escape to malibu for the weekend and go mm-hmm. camp like we would have these beautiful moments in the midst of like like these beautiful uh, yeah. escape moments together in the midst yeah. of like the hardship and like the waiting and one thing i, I want to say and recognize is like is like just briefly hearing both your you know stories there the life of an athlete is emotional mm. <laughs> yeah like very yeah. emotional. I don't know. I mean, I mean, don't don't give credit to athletes. It is. I feel like it's. It, I feel like it's just a. Um, but like you put boiled a- down version of like 
regular life. Like I, I, I went through nine different hiring and firings right? in, you know, like a four year period where maybe some people would go through that in like their, their whole life. And so yeah. I think it, it, it does kind of prod you to mature maybe a little faster. And hmm. I, I mean, I would say though, something that I guess it could be seen across all aspects of life and all different careers, but there is some interesting dynamic to athletics of just perpetual judgment. Hmm. I mean, hmm. but again, I guess we could all have that every day, but with through yeah. and with football, I mean, every single day you walk in, you get judged and you get, you have someone else decide if you're willing, if you're worth the amount of money to keep on a team. And yeah. There's emotion involved, which I think makes it emotional. Hmm. If that makes yeah. sense, yeah, totally. That's your a good trading way card amongst abilities across the entire world. You're not you're not a human being within athletics. I yeah. I don't feel like that was poetic, babe. Yeah, yeah. that was good. Very interesting. <laughs> well, totally. and and something I I as you were saying that that came to my mind that I thought was. The in something that I've experienced in my life, the dynamic, 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 <laughs> the dynamic specifically with athletics, I would imagine, is also which is what makes it different from you know job interviews or normal life. And there's it's just a nuance, but you're ultimately entertainers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? On some level, yeah. On some level, like you're to other people that other people would view you as that. And that's where it gets a little weird. Yeah. You know? Well, I mm-hmm. just remember that. Even being, though you're not to yourself, like other people might view you that way. And that's like I a remember weird that pressure. Weird pressure. And it puts an interesting dynamic mm-hmm. on things because when you're entertainers for people, you know, ultimately, I, you know, to Sean's point, a lot of people feel like you owe them something, mm-hmm. you know, and um, yeah, I don't know. We've, ex- we've kind of experienced that on, on our own, in our own small way, but I'm curious, like, what that looks like for you guys now. I mean, I know we have our own struggles with this, but just being in the space that you're in, we're like, obviously, you know, you're in the limelight, you're raising kids in the limelight, your marriage is in the limelight. Like, for you guys, like, what does that look like? What are your boundaries? And the man's got something to say. Oh, no, I was just about to say, yeah, we we have, uh, we really have no idea what we're doing. So if you guys have any (laughs) tips, please send them our way. No, you're supposed to be giving us your tips. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we have been talking with a lot of friends and and other people. It's like, Hey, um, how do you, how do you raise a kid and have a family publicly? Because there's so many people that have done it and yeah, not work out that well. And so we're trying to find the people that have done it and like, Hey, you know, it's really important to who who have, who have done it well Mm -hmm. and say, you know, preserve this and make sure that you're listening to this when, when your wife says something and doesn't want to share like, you know, make sure yeah. that you respect that. And it, it's such a weird temptation. I'm sure as you guys know, it's like some of the, the, um, most vulnerable things that we go through would like, you know, perform the best and get shared the most, if you will. And it's like, it's like, Oh, what a weird pull mm-hmm. to like, this would be good for my quote unquote career. But am I compromising mm. our family doing this? So it's like we're we're constantly having conversations, and I'm super mm. fortunate that Sean and I have like a really good, I think, open form of communication, and she has an amazing perspective. She's been doing like she turned professional in gymnastics when she was 12, mm. yeah. and yeah. so like she wow. has just been doing it for so long that mm-hmm. her perspective is amazing, and uh, 
we're always evaluating like, like literally every single day. Well, I think it's an interesting dynamic because coming from athletics where, like I was just saying, it's, it's constant judgment. Mm -hmm. We're constantly being told what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. Having both now left athletics and gone through that transition, we've learned how to judge everything ourselves. We've taken Mm -hmm. what the world has told us is right and wrong, even if we didn't agree with it. And we've kind of weighed, weighed all of it. So now we have what I think is like a lot thicker skin than we ever did just Mm -hmm. because raising a kid now and having all the limelight and having all the platform and Mm -hmm. it's just easier now to tune people out. Yeah. We used to hold so much weight in judgment of not being perfect and not being scored properly or not making Mm -hmm. a team. And now it's like, we don't care because interesting. Yeah. Does that make sense? rambling yeah i think it's beautiful that that you guys can relate to each other on that level like that you've had such similar experiences and that that i don't know just kind of a cool thing that you guys get to go through together but yeah we i don't know we i just wanted to ask you guys just because we're always curious to talk to people that are in these situations you know like you guys obviously have an instagram account for your daughter Uh, and i'm just curious like was that a hard decision like what are you yes. involving her in your social media world and because like andrew said you know bringing kids into the online space on instagram like that's what people love anytime we show anything yeah. with ember right. anytime we show anything with Bodhi, it's like that's all people care about yeah. but then it's like at what point is there a boundary there like you know what i mean mm-hmm. what what are your thoughts on that it was a huge conversation and one that i still don't think we know how to feel about because it just sits there and every once in a while we're like, oh, we should upload a picture. But then it's like, oh, we're uploading a picture onto her Instagram of her, but she's not choosing. Yeah. We just, and but then, you want her to have it maybe someday, but like. Yeah. And then you're like, well, within the social media world now, there's such opportunity to, to monetize and make money. It's mm-hmm. like, should we make her money and put it in a trust account? And, yeah. Dude, it's a or no one's ever going, done this in the history of nobody yeah. the world. Or is yeah. that so gonna like <laughs> scar her and she's yeah. gonna become some yeah. you know, I just I don't Dude, think I, there I, I truly think, don't think there's a right or wrong way to go about it. Yeah. It's just you have to have the right intentions. Yeah. It, it, and again, it goes back to I think being it's such a what as Andrew just said, such a unexperienced gray area right now mm-hmm. and i think that in like the coming years of social media sticks around some form of it of course will <clears throat> yeah jerry's jerry's convinced there's going to be an age limit <laughs> well yeah i mean say? well that too like regulation is going to hit this space at some point and you know like child protection or what like because we've thought about all this as well and even just like showing ember in certain ways and, and i mean she's uh she's part of our family so like it ju- it's all so gray you know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. weird because like sometimes we'll compare ourselves to like our, our cousins or friends who don't do social media and they're mm-hmm. like, you know, they'll post, they'll post like once a month, but it'll be with their kids. And then I look yeah. at that. I'm like, well, they're posting with their kids. Like, why can't we? But it's mm-hmm. like, it's just different. different. You know? it's, <laughs> it is it's totally different. And especially when you bring like money into it, you know, with, with monetizing and, mm-hmm. at, you know, whatever, all this other stuff, it, mm-hmm. it just complicates it. And, and we, I think we ultimately decided we, because I own Ember's Instagram account and Bodie's Instagram account, <laughs> but we haven't done. They're private, and we haven't done anything with mm-hmm. it. 
We made them public, and then we were like, "Well, I oh, made crap, no, no, no. I made Ember's public for like a week, and so she has some followers on there. But <laughs> I made it private because I think we ultimately concluded, which we're still totally unsure about this. Mm-hmm. We're like, wow, like yeah. maybe we should like build these and put and post photos, and as long as we're respectful. And to you, Shauna's great point, like put it in a trust for them, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we ultimately said like the 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 weapon not the weapon, that's the wrong word, the the tool of social media that can be wielded back and forth takes a lot of responsibility. And we felt mm-hmm. like if they're going to have this, they're going to earn it one day so that they know how to use it hmm. was kind of what we yeah. what we s- settled on. But sometimes I look at it and I go, man, that's like, we could teach them to, to wield it pretty easily as well. Mm-hmm. So wh- why don't we do it? It's just, a, it's a whole, di- it's a whole dynamic. And the more kids we, I you know, the more we grow our family the more we're thinking about it pretty seriously what's like for you guys just with social media in general do you guys have any kind of like social media boundaries for your marriage or just in general like do you time out your phones at a certain amount per day or like time of night or any stuff like that don't um, lie what <laughs> don't lie <laughs> we've we've if you tried don't, it's we've okay tried to I, like, we've tried to and we're still navigating it like we, yeah we, we've tried to make the boundaries of like times throughout the day just mm-hmm. because it is weird when social media becomes part of your job. Yep. But it's also a pastime. So it's it's hard to differentiate. Are you on your phone scrolling on Instagram mm-hmm. because or work or <laughs> you're working or are you doing it because you're mindless and you just want to turn like turn off for the day? So mm-hmm. we've tried that. We've tried like when the day's over at six or seven, no phones, none of it stuff. Um <laughs> I feel like what I feel like I feel like recently we've been so bu- we've made ourselves so busy mm. we at the end of the day it's actually like oh my gosh we're exhausted let's just sit here and drink a glass of wine yeah. and like at, like even though we're exhausted it's been pretty good because like we're not watching tv we haven't freaking turned <laughs> on the tv yeah on for like i want to i want to turn Same. on a show and okay just, that like, is black literally out. our life yes <laughs> but, yeah. but we're too but busy we're just, too, like, so working. it's yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you finally turn the TV on. And you're like, I'm it's just want to go to bed. Yeah, yeah because <laughs> but for me, it's it's swapping screen for screen. I'm like, oh, like, yeah. yeah. I, I've associated <laughs> screens with work so much yeah. at this yeah. point yeah. that yeah. I just want to put a screen down and stare at, try to find a bird in a tree or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I will. I will say one boundary we've been really good about. It took us a while to get there, just because again, it is it's such a gray area when you're sharing your life. Is mm-hmm. We don't share anything about each other or our relationship or even Drew that hasn't been lived, experienced, and resolved within our families. Yeah. So really nothing's good. immediate. It's good. We don't talk about anything vulnerable that hasn't been 100% flushed out and talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we truly try to enjoy those moments and capture them. And then with time be like oh that was a cool moment we both agree to share it yeah that's really good but as far as the scheduling stuff goes i feel like having we have drew on a schedule Mm -hmm. and uh you know she'll take naps and so that's actually been really good kind of signals for us to in the morning sean and i just been like an hour and a half her me and drew and then at night when we put her down for like her evening nap we That's spend what, about 30 minutes together before we go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went to bed at 7.15 the other day. <laughs> no but, way. Uh, no. Oh yeah, God, yeah, yeah. this is this is life right now. But Do you guys get up really early though? Uh, I've, because of Drew, been getting up at like 3.45. So. Oh, what? 
then I then I do my workout. Are you saying I don't? Are she you like <laughs> she'll need soothed for like two minutes? Okay, this and is then, this is. But then I can't go back to bed. <laughs> That's your problem. I'm saying I'm up at three forty-five. You don't though. wake up just because she's awake. She cries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it wakes me up. <laughs> anyway, we met um, Sean did Dancing at the Stars with Steve Wozniak. We actually bumped into him yeah. at like some Apple launch event. And I just feel like to your point, Jeremy, of like hesitation with screens. Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak, dude. and he told us this, dude. Mm-hmm. They don't. He doesn't watch TV. They don't use iPads. They don't use. It's like there's a well, you, you invented this and you're not using it. Yeah, he why? Reads the newspaper and it'll like circle things on. And I don't know. It's just it's so interesting to me that dude inventors of this stuff don't use it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, you can go down a pretty deep YouTube hole on <laughs> yeah. on, on the on the. <laughs> There's this whole movement in Silicon Valley of like anti-tech schools, like all these guys that work at Google and Facebook tech, they're sending their kids to schools that don't allow any tech because you don't take the drug you create, you know, and they, they Mm -hmm. know the dangers. And, and this goes back to what Audrey kind of poked me on a little bit ago. I mean, everything that has widely known negative health effects has eventually been regulated to some capacity in order to preserve general public health. Think of smoking, think of seatbelts when driving cars, think of drinking, think of all these things. Social media arguably is becoming one of the most damaging, way more than than, than smoking because it causes so mm-hmm. much anxiety and mental depression, health. mental health. Yeah. That, I mean, oh my goodness, dude, you just opened <laughs> a can, but like, it's going to be regulated at some yeah. point. I just think that's an interesting discussion because regulation always intertwines with freedom and whoa. Mm. Whoa. I got no idea. <laughs> I, I don't have any plans on running for president. No. <laughs> Probably because no, of no, no, no. Dude, it's so it's such a complicated problem this whole so, this whole yeah. you know, the whole screen social media thing and cuz that would be censorship to some extent, Jim, yeah. you know what I'm totally. saying? It's a media. It's true. Yeah. Anyway, what anyway. so for you what does work look like for you guys like obviously social media is an aspect of that but what else are you guys do you guys have going on um so we have two podcasts we have a couple things podcast which is together and then redirected which is andrew we run the youtube channel um and what's that called just for our listeners East- the East Fam. The what East up? Fam. Just the East Fam. <laughs> <That's what> we, <laughs> um, shouldn't have done that. I'm yeah. sorry about that. <laughs> what else? I, Edit that out. Edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We we just do a lot of like digital content. Um, and on top of that, we do some consulting. Cool. Our our daily work is usually we're like in the office from nine to five. We're like on camera filming stuff like five hours a day. Wow. And then That's planning around that. Like, That's I know it's a freaking that a is. lot. It is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It is. But it's fun. Yeah. Could be worse things to do. Totally. Yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> well, we're coming up on time. Um, <laughs> do you guys want to, uh, I know you kind of just mentioned the podcast and stuff, but maybe share with us something, I don't know, behind the scenes, you guys are working on something future related, anything? Um, yeah, well, this is, this is a, like a tiny pet project, but I'm proud of it. I I wrote a book for little Drew 
It's adorable. It's called You Are. It's just like it's like a little picture book, and really, we. Oh my gosh. We're actually getting our first hard hard cover copy. <gasps> Not we. This is a hundred percent. He wrote this for so Drew, cute. and it's. I mean, it's like very basic, but I was like, he hired dude, his no, own like awesome. illustrator. He put everything together. It's amazing. Are you no, self not to hate him? He did. Yeah, good, yeah. Wow. Good. Actually, yeah. so cool. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. When does it come yeah. out? Do we, when do we, when can we get it? No, that's the thing. We're not. He's we're not, not doing we're not that. Really he just like bought it, one for himself. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, yeah. you can buy you it, but we're not like it. launching it. He needs to sure. sell it because it's no, adorable. I love, I love it. That's awesome. I was just there. There's some kids' books and like I'll be your agent. It? Babe. Is it Jimmy Fallon I'll that wrote like out. the the uh, the pigs go oink oink? And I was like reading that. I was like, there's got to be better kids' books out there. So What's I wrote your guys? I was like, What's your guys' favorite kids' book so far that you read to Drew? Have you read uh, Fox and Socks by Dr. Seuss? Yes, never. Yeah. What the frick? I think so. Tongue twister of dude, Jeremy, <gasps> go read frick? it. Go just read one page. Yeah, we don't it's have nuts. a lot of Dr. Seuss books, but that is one. I mean, I remember that from it, when I was a kid. Socks. It makes you. Oh my gosh! It confuses you. It's a tongue twister. I'm into it. It's fun to read. It, yeah, we'll have to it's like reading the alphabet backwards. Talk about making yourself uncomfortable. Just read a page of that. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, I, that was that was not a big project we're working on, but that's so fun. No, that's, works that's great. That's super cool. Yeah. Okay, one question that we have to ask you guys because we ask our fans like, "What do you guys want us to ask the East family?" And someone had a really interesting question that I thought was fun. I'd throw it in here. They ask, "What type of conversation do you appreciate the most mm. or the least when you meet your fans?" Like when someone comes up mm. to you, like, what makes you engage in conversation the most? And what is like, uh, don't bring that up with me. <laughs> so this is, I, I put a, a fair amount of thought into this. When I, when I was first dating Sean or when Sean and I were first dating, I realized that the only things that she's asked about and thus talks about are gymnastics and dance with the stars. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's almost not fair to her because she's so much deeper than that. Yeah. And then it's, it's like such a kind of just surface level question. Um, not that there can't be good questions within that, but totally. I would say mm -hmm. that I always just enjoy like actually having a conversation with someone who like had like has a deeper question than just, you know, Hey, I really liked your video. Yep. Now you got there's gotta be a balance. Like I don't want to have like a super deep, but with someone I just met, like there's gotta be a, you know, kind of priming period, but yes. yeah, just like, you know, a normal conversation. I like, yeah. I would say the same thing. Something that's challenging. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like everyone always gets not tired of it because if it's, if it's your genuine question, then that's, that's great. But I love things deeper than the surface, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Not your favorite color. Not like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 It's a pretty ambiguous answer, yeah. but you get no, it. No, I like, think I totally, know. I mean, like, I, I resonate with that for sure because well, I, I get frustrated when people yeah. are like, you know, when it's, I feel like for me, what makes me engage in a conversation the most is when someone asks something that's super relevant, not something from mm. like the past, but like, you know, like, hey, why'd you guys leave that's TV? Why'd you leave Little People Big World? Or like, you know, is the show really real? Like those kind of things that are like, okay, that's like four years ago. Like, mm -hmm. you know, ask, right. ask about something that's like relevant to now that yeah. like they know would be meaningful because it's relevant to our actual life. Like, I don't know. Like okay. how's, how's Jeremy's veganism going? Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. <laughs> Stuff like that, you know? Like, um, yeah, man, you're branding me right now. 
<laughs> I don't love it. I don't love it. <laughs> I'm going to post a this photo a on my on IG cooking a nice T-bone <laughs> in a, in a, when this airs. <laughs> Hey, this was fun, guys. We'll have to have yeah. you on our on, on our yeah, show. Yeah, we have to have you on ours. That'd be so fun. Love the name, by the way. We like we we're like, man, that's good. It's Couple good. things. That was completely good him. Branding. I showed up one day, and he's like, "We're gonna start a new podcast, and it's gonna be called Couple Things." So I was like, "I love it." What? It's brilliant. She never gives me a thumbs up, but she's like, "Oh, that's actually like, pretty it's good." So good. <laughs> yeah, and it's all couples, right? Yeah, Married all or not, couples. like yeah. dating, love all it. different yep. spaces. I love yep. that. Vegeta- all, vegetarian any, or not. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was a pleasure talking with you guys. Thanks yeah. for spending time with us. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks, thanks for guys. having us, guys. Bye. All yeah. right, bye. Babe, I just am really glad that you are considering eating meat again. Yes, well... Here's the thing. Here, and we and we <laughs> talked about it. Black, white, gray. I just I'm I'm firmly and I'm I'm totally convinced that a heavy carnivore or animal product diet is. Oh ulti- hi, buddy. Hi, buddy. <laughs> is ultimately bad for our health. I think there's enough evidence. I'm convinced. I've seen the data. I've researched it. And me personally, I've come to a conclusion that a an animal heavy animal product base isn't maybe best for humans. But I, I don't think that means you need to cut it all out. I don't think that means that you need to talk about it in every podcast. I don't. <laughs> you guys, let me know. Do I talk about it too much? Uh, you know those people that always are talking about their diet or some diet That's change that they me. made. That's oh, not me. It's just though. Anyways, that was a really fun conversation. We can't wait to hang out with them in real life one day hopefully super fun people we love following them on instagram and just all the things that they do and their daughter is like the cutest so i'm sure most of y'all already follow them but if you don't they were highly recommended by you guys so if there's someone else you guys would like us to bring on the show go ahead and let us know on instagram uh at, at behind the scenes podcast as you as we just proved we do read them and, <laughs> and it does happen so let us know if there's someone you guys want to want to bring on the show and go ahead and tag them in the comments yep well with that being said do i always end it like that i know that yeah being said? <sighs> how should we end our podcast today i don't guys? know but it is time for a new intro yeah okay talk to you guys next week thanks for hanging out bye friends <laughs> <laughs>